Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And so we're live. We're recording. Okay, Sandra, thank you so much for taking the time of being with us on this podcast. Um, thank you. Thank I... I was one of the students at the MBA, at the EDIC Business School Global MBA, 2015-2016. Feels like yesterday, right? Now that I see you and I see the yeah. campus behind you, and it was really a life-changing experience for me. So for those who are considering an MBA and for those who don't know what, how much an MBA program could change their careers, how can you present to us the EDIC MBA Global MBA, basically? Yeah, thanks. Well, so I guess you said it best, right? To pick so uh, really a life-changing experience, and that's kind of how we look at it. And uh, and uh, you know, I think uh, in some ways any MBA will be a life-changing experience. It's like a uh, you know, it, it's a moment in your life when you you know you've gotten some professional experience, you've done well in your career, you're succeeding, but then you realize that uh, you're missing some knowledge or missing some exposure or missing some network or something that could boost you up to the next level or maybe you're thinking wow i've you know come all as far as i can go here how can i move into something else yeah. maybe how can i open my own company that was your case right yep. or, or how can i change companies because you were running your own company and then you came to do an mba then you pivoted into something yeah. else so it's always yeah i get the feeling that an mba we say a life-changing experience because a lot of people come to us with a kind of a change plan in mind. And I think that's probably the first thing I would say about an MBA. Then why do people choose a deck? You know, so that's, uh, that's a vast question. But, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of MBAs in the world. Some people, if you count all the MBAs, accredited and non-accredited, something like 5,000 MBAs yeah. around the world. So it's a yeah. huge choice. It's probably about um, 1,800 MBAs that are ranked and accredited. So it is still a really tough choice. So. Um, the first thing I'd say is, yeah, a school like ADEC is among the world's top MBAs. We're consistently ranked uh, among the top 1% of triple accredited and ranked MBAs in all the major rankings, The Economist, The Financial Times, QS. So, you know, that's one gauge of, uh, I would say, external quality, if you like, and, and knowing where we sit in the, in the global footprint. Then the MBAs can be really different. You can have huge MBAs. Uh, with thousands, literally thousands of, of, uh, of candidates and, and participants. And you got a very small MBAs with sometimes 30 students, you know, in, uh, uh, and in any country around the world today, you can get an MBA in almost any country. So it used to be something only in the US, then it came to the UK, Europe, and now it's expanded. You have MBAs in Asia, et cetera. So um, I guess what sets us apart is really uh, that we combine 
three things. So the first is the diversity. So we're probably we are ranked like among the most diverse in the world. Thirty-six right? nationalities so, in my in my class. I remember. I don't know. Like yeah, exactly. Today we have thirty-seven. We broke the record, right? Yeah. So, so that's exciting in a small class of 70, 77 Absolutely. students today. Yeah. yeah. So that's exciting, and you know we. You know, in our admission scenes, we get excited when we see like someone from Burkina Faso. We call each other, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm a candidate from Burkina Faso. So we yeah. get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. We love um, cultural diversity, but also like diversity in terms of age, in terms of backgrounds, you know, anything. Uh, so that's exciting. So diversity is one thing that sets us apart. Then I think it's the intensity of the EDEC MBA. You know, MBA can go from 10 months till uh, two years, actually. Yeah. 18, the US 18, 24 and months, that's a standard MBA. Yeah. yeah, so you really have to think, how long do I want to study? Well, we did it in 10, it was so intense. Yes, Very intense. Yep. Super intense. Yeah. One of the shortest MBAs on the planet. Yep. And that means we're really adapted to people like who have uh, experience, like you yep. had when you joined the MBA, right? So, because nobody wants to take two years out of their career, there's an opportunity cost to that, yep. right? So, so being intense, uh, being short, we're very intense. So when you come into the NBA, it's a deck, you know, you hit the ground running Absolutely. and you barely, you know, you barely notice it and it's over. So, so, right. but that's a good thing in a way, because you can get back to the job market without even one year out. And that's, yeah. uh, that's a good thing for your finances and also a good thing in terms of uh, your career, not having too big a break. Yeah. And the connection, because, because uh, most of the, yeah. uh, mo most of what I hear around me is like, how did you consider it an MBA and is it worth it or not worth it? And it's definitely not worth it if you're gonna put a pause for two years on your life, because you get- Long time, I think it's okay when you're we're 25, but when you're 32, it's yes. different. Yes, if, right? you're, if you're 22 and or 25 or 27, yes. considering an MBA, okay, great. At 29, you got an MBA, fine, great. If you're 37, 38, I mean, I remember we had a 45 year old in our class. So that guy cannot, cannot afford to be, cannot afford to be out of the job market for two years, right? So it's it, it so I think that's what I chose EDEC as well at, at that time. I yeah, think. a lot of people do. So it's that intensity and that, and that drives the third thing that I think is we're really recognized for, that's return on investment. So that all goes into it, right? Yeah. Uh, a shorter program, less time out of the job market, you know, lower opportunity costs, and then the ability for us to be able to help people boost their careers. So increase salary from the time you were before entering the MBA Absolutely. and then leaving the MBA and having a decent payback period. So we have one of the shortest payback periods of, of the world right now in terms of MBAs, somewhere around two and a half years. Yeah. And the average worldwide is about three and a half years. So it's a, it's a, it's I an can, intense I can tell you for ride, sure, the right? MBA is already paid for. I mean, it didn't take me two years to, to pay back the MBA. So that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, so it all goes into, it goes into the duration, but it goes into the salary, the salary boost that you get, but yeah. it also goes into the fact that we have very generous scholarships. So we, yeah. uh, you know, we feel like an MBA should be an accessible thing. That's a more sort of French attitude to, to education. Yeah. Education should be accessible to more people. And that gives us our diversity as well, because somebody from uh, any market anywhere in the world should be able to afford an MBA yeah. education. And that's something we really strongly believe in here in, in ADEC. And so we keep our our tuition quite uh, low by global standards, but also we were really generous with our scholarships. So that's been uh, great in terms of keeping our diversity. So that's really what sort of sets us apart. And then I guess once you're in the MBA, uh, it's also about that exciting, uh, engaging environment, right? Where you're just mixed into this incredible global network 
people Absolutely. with experience. Oh, I, they bring I, that to the classroom. One of, and it's one just of the very best years of my energizing. Life, I think one of the best years of my life. I think the MBA. Like to be to be very honest with you, but one of the discussions when people tell me, I said, okay, listen, forget the finance classes, forget the classes on uh, marketing or whatever mm -hmm. you want, because these are like okay, it's you can get you can get it from practically any kind of. Uh, MBA, it's not very hard to, to, to deliver a quality finance class, but the, the atmosphere, the, the, the people that you're engaged with, like if I had to put a, if I have to close my eyes and put a, my finger on a map on, on somewhere on the map of the world, I can say, I know someone there, right? Like who <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like an, yeah. I can randomly pick a country right mm -hmm. out of a list and I'm okay I can I can call somebody there right and I can call yeah. somebody with whom I have a meaningful relationship right it's like it's a mm. it's been a good year and so that's the thing and when I when I speak to people about the MBA because obviously people ask you know like is it does it worth it is it not worth it and I say listen have a plan uh, for what you want to do if you, if you think like you're going to go and see what happens you, you don't have time to do that right so you you don't go into an MBA and see, I'll see what happens afterwards. No, you like, you, you, what is it that you want to do? Like, do you want to quit your job and transfer careers? Do you want to open your company? Uh, do, it, it, I compare it like to a library. Like if you go into a library, if you don't know what you're going to read. Yeah, very true. Yeah. You, 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 can't, you, can't really, you can't really profit from that, right? But if you go with a purpose, the purpose might change. The, the plans might change, Absolutely. right? And it does, but, yeah. But go with a purpose, right? Go with a purpose because you'll be able to, 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 to search what you're looking for. Sandra, yeah, I think that's asking, amazing advice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, how are you guys coping with COVID? Are you, because now you're running a virtual event. Thank you for taking the time to come with us. <laughs> yeah. Right, on this yeah, So that's one way we're dealing with it, right? So. But yeah, major disruption, right, Absolutely. across all of education. And yet at the same time, what's uh, been incredible is uh, very quickly we were able to pivot uh, from being face-to-face -face to being 100% um, online. And, and yeah. that was, you know, all schools had to do that. Some parts of the world, schools just postponed studies for students. Yeah. But because, you know, we're in this model that it's an intense MBA and we want you to get, you know, to get back out into the job market so we we thought okay first things first we must ensure continuity and make sure that people who entered in are ready to graduate at the same time as if they had you know had live courses so that was our basic principle and since then we've really you know if we've actually gone back and forth between face-to-face -face courses in september then uh, the pandemic rose again in france we we're doing great yes. and then unfortunately second surge uh, now we're back online We'll probably be back face to face uh, end of January. All so right. we're getting into this kind of, you know, uh, we're getting used to it, sadly, to pivot between 100% online. Uh, so, so that's been uh, an incredible challenge for all of education, but for Edeka, very impressive how our professors have been able to pivot so quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting because the results of the, you know, the performance of students on exams uh, are, are, are similar to when it was not okay. online. So that means the education quality, at least the learning still happening. And I think that's great. And our professors have made an incredible uh, effort to do that. And then I think also on the other side, the students' evaluations of professors have actually not lowered that much being okay. online 100% okay. versus live. Of course, we all prefer face-to-face. -face. Of course we do. And as soon as we can go back, we'll be back face-to-face. But in the meantime, it's good to know that through this, you know, this principle of continuity is to say, okay, 
where you're going to meet your learning objectives. You're going to have a good experience, even if it's online. And so that's what we're really focusing on. And that's like the first phase. And I think now we're in a, we're getting used to this going back and forth. So now we're really thinking about how do you recreate what we're really missing is that campus life, right? Mm. So, you know, things like doing this interview, I think is great because because you there, you know, online you get a lot of courses and prepared things and Zoom calls. Yeah. But what we're missing is that informal like hallway chat or yeah. when I go have a coffee and there's a few MBAs hanging out in the in the yeah. you know in the cafeteria. So we're trying to now recreate some of the more sort of campus life and our student clubs, for example, are yep. organizing things. And then the class representatives are organizing things around like virtual cocktails and things. So quiz nights, so yeah. all those things were slowly but surely getting back. But you know, of course it's not oh, the same can, as live. Totally uh, relate. Yeah. I can totally yeah. relate. My, my business is related with events, right? So trade shows yeah. and events. So you know right. it. So yeah. I can totally relate to what you're, to what you're saying. Nothing will, of course, there will be business that will be sold. Of course, there will be businesses that will connect. Of course, business travel will be reduced. Zoom will replace it. Microsoft Teams will replace some stuff. But there is also this emotional aspect. Like you, you miss going yeah. in, the, in the in the aisle on a on a trade show and picking up a coffee and then oh, bumping into somebody you know. Hey, I was so just going true, where, right? Yeah. You know, like those. Is that energy? Stuff. Isn't it? Yeah. Is yeah. that energy of that? Especially you talked about you know how energizing it is to be around Absolutely. all these different nationalities. And everybody misses that. And yeah. uh, though people, you know, here, the, it's a residential program, right? So they're living in Nice, they're new, they live near each other. So that's been really great for the MBAs. They get together in small groups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then on campus, the other thing is just, you know, we had to cut our enrollment by like uh, 25 to 30% yeah. to make sure that we had enough space in the classroom so yeah. people could get a meter apart. Mm. People are wearing masks, professors are wearing masks. That was really tough for them. Increase, you know, security, and, uh, increase security and control yeah. on the mask and stuff. Yeah, I can, yeah, so, I can totally imagine. Yeah, we have heat cameras at the entrance. We have uh, hand sanitizer everywhere, lots of reminders. And and by and large, we've had really good results in terms of not, you know, really tiny amount numbers of cases among our students. None actually attributed back to campus in any case. And, uh, you know, touch wood, but thank goodness we've really been uh, lucky from a health point of view and, and everybody seems uh, safe and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think the edX from what I followed, you guys are doing pretty pretty good because I also networked with some of the previous students, right? And one of the questions, this is a question I wanted also to ask, is um, where do you see? Because I'm seeing also a lot of uh, debates, if you want, on LinkedIn uh, on uh, education in general in this period where everything is online. And so, what would you say to a company that would think that an MBA online might not be as valuable as an MBA in-house or like those kind of, because those debates are gonna be up there for the next two, three years of like, this is a generation here. We're gonna have a generation, even master's degree. I'm not even talking like only executive education, mm -hmm. but even yeah. degree, bachelor's degree, those, those kids are having their degrees like online, right? And so, yeah. what, and so companies are going to say, okay, what's the difference between your school and a Coursera, right? Or, or, or something like this. So what, what can you say about this that just in, a little bit, let's say, increase the value or? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. And it's kind of funny because, you know, there's this sort of, you know, when, when online degrees started to, to arrive on the market, you know, this goes back now, right? But uh, yeah. um, 
and particularly in some countries, they've been around a long time. But so when they first came on, people were like, oh yeah, but it's an online degree and that won't be valued as highly as a face-to-face -face degree, et cetera. Exactly. But then you had stepping in the very best universities in the world, Harvard's and, uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> Wharton, and they were all creating online, right? So, so then you said, ah, oh, so, you know, but then you could say, well, that's not, you know, is there the same value? Yeah. Is an online degree from Harvard worth as much as a non-online? So, so you had this kind of, you know, feeling that now that COVID has hit, it's kind of been leveled the playing field, right? All right all Everybody's right. gone online, right? And okay. we've, uh, we've kind of, uh, uh, you, there's a difference though between this crisis jump online because you need to continue your courses and courses that are designed for online. So there's a really big difference between those two types of online learning. And I'd say most universities today that have you know, jumped online like us, we're in this sort of um, uh, replicating classroom learning online okay. in a kind of a, a so crisis. But more of a reaction. And we're doing as best we yeah. can and we're getting some good results and, and we're doing, but it's a temporary thing. We plan to go back face to face. Okay. And then there's other online degrees which are designed and born, born online, right? And those are very different. And it's a different type of learning. It's a totally different uh, population that follows those kinds of online degrees, right? So, so I think they're very complementary, and we even see it like with peers who have full designed, you know, born online plus uh, moved online courses. And you can clearly see they're not cannibalizing each other. In fact, they're very different people who are going to sign up for an online degree, which tends to be longer, like a born online degree should be is a little longer it takes a little bit more time there's more autonomous work you have to be very self-motivated um they put in you know of course lots of things to to generate network and to communicate and to chat and to have discussion but in the end of the day you have to be extremely self-motivated in, in an online course right mm -hmm. and uh and and in a face-to-face -face course you've got this sort of collective energy that happens that, that brings you through it right and you've got the intensity that you can't necessarily have online because nobody could sit through that many hours online in such an intense period. So, so I guess there's a there's a, a pretty big difference between the two. And I think moving forward, I, I think they'll just be in parallel. And what will be great is if we can have born online or designed online at the same, and then and then also face to face. And then rather than doing sort of crisis online yeah. learning, we can yeah, yeah. rely on our online learning. Yeah. Um, program when we need to replace face-to-face -face. and it'll be a higher quality of course right mm. but the challenge is getting it to be the same time frame and yep. deliver on your promise to get people in and out of the program within 10 months because that's harder when you're online than it is yeah. when you're on face-to-face -face. so so those are some of the you know the challenges that lie lie ahead i'd say but i you know online learning and this is we've learned this too from covid even the kind of like uh crisis online learning we've been delivering, we've learned so much. And professors Absolutely. have actually found that sometimes engagement is better online. Absolutely. And sometimes they found that certain uh, case studies or shared whiteboards are better online, right? Because everybody can do it at the same time. And yep. you can do breakout rooms in Zoom and you, you can do all kinds of things now that now I think professors will go back to their face-to-face -face classroom with a different outlook. Okay. And even though they'll be happy to be back, I think you'll see a lot more, uh, and we're hoping and we're, we're driving that to have more digitally enabled yep. uh, classrooms. So yep. not 100% digital, but using digital to enhance the classroom experience um, that we had before, right? So uh, more online cases, more online simulations, yep. Yep. and then you use the classroom to kind of discuss all that and bring it back together. So that, that's probably where I see it going. 
I, I don't want to get into confidential stuff, but would you consider as edX at some point to get a to get a, like a hybrid program where some people are going to be able to follow some some of the courses from across the planet and then maybe join for another three months at Nice because I think travel will be also a difficulty for uh, for the next let's yeah, say yeah you're right months. yeah. Yeah. So would you, the are change you in travel is a major change for mm. us, right? Especially mm. global MBAs. You know, if you're a local MBA, you're not you're not so affected by travel. Yeah, I mean, we have three destinations, right? Singapore, South Africa, and San Francisco. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's two global trips during the MBA. Also, people fly in from all over the world to do absolutely. this program. So you have to. That's a good question. Are we going to be able to rely on that in the future? Uh, and it's a really good question. Or should we become a kind of a regional? European, no, no, or, or, or suggest like a global online MBA that would enable some, some you, you would have like antennas. Like I think there's a campus in Singapore that can dispense yeah. Southeast Asia. I think there could be the opportunity with some of the partner universities to have something like, is, is that something that you guys are looking into right now? Or are you, are you considering really temporary this whole thing? Yeah, well, I think I think in the immediate, of course, we we you know we the, the train is moving right, so we still yeah, yeah, have yeah. to do our yeah, yeah, yeah. like we can't just stop right. No, no, That's the can't. thing we can't just stop right. Uh, everybody's on board, and here yeah. we go right. So we have to keep going. So so that's part of our business. I think you know for sure at EdEgg in the future there's an online MBA in the works uh, that will come, and then I think once you have an online MBA, you have that potential to be able to blend so Absolutely. combine physical and online, and then combine cohorts who are maybe in different parts of the world. And why not use our campuses in London and Singapore uh, and, and offices that we have elsewhere with our partner universities like in uh, Berkeley and LA and in, in Korea and Seoul. So, so yeah, maybe those are things that are on the, on the timeline in the future. I think the first step to that is having a kind of a, a, a sister MBA that's fully mm -hmm. online and then being able to find a way to blend the both. And uh, and uh, we're probably blended MBA is more uh, adapted to the executive MBA at yep. EDEC because yep. that's a part-time program where people are working. Yeah. So if you're already part-time, then that makes it easier, right? To yeah. be able to do online, yeah, blended, come point. in and out. Yeah, yeah the global MBA. So I would expect like to see that more. Yeah. yeah the global MBA, right. I, I consider it like a reset. Like it's when, when you when you go to the gym to prep for nine months or 10 months before a athletic competition, right? So that's how I see the global MBA is like, okay, you take a, you have a target, you have something you want to achieve and then you go there. You, you get into those intense like boot camp kind of a. Kind of a <laughs> it's like the boot camp for for your future life and business, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Like it's yeah. like a, it's like you go into that boot camp and then you everything outside of it begins to be like not <laughs> really important, and then everything inside is the top priority, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a deep dive. It's a deep dive. It's a focus. absolutely, absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah. really, for for real, the MBA changed my life. So that's not something I'm. Uh, by the way, let's let's get into a couple more questions. I don't want to take a lot of your time. Um, I, I uh, what can we say to companies today? Because obviously, the gap between uh, business schools in general and companies is basically there's this gap. Like there is not a single person going out of an MBA program that I spoke to from EDEC or from other MBAs that didn't tell me like, listen, man, that like, okay, the MBA, but there's something missing in companies. And like, there's, there, there's this gap between uh, corporate life and uh, what the MBA prefers you to do. 
Mm. So what would be your message to business leaders in the future that could reduce that gap? Like, I, I think, mm. like if, if the MBA is to uh, uh, train people to become better executives, then might as well companies submit their requests. Like I would, I would like to know what Microsoft's wants edic to teach, right? That would make sense. But Microsoft doesn't yeah. want to tell you what you need to teach, you know, like it's, <laughs> so it's kind of a- Yeah, well, it means we have to ask them. And, yeah. uh, and that's, quite, uh, that's quite exciting. So very recently, just, just this year, we've been running, a, uh, we ran a, a kind of design thinking workshop called Reinvent Your MBA. Okay. We invited students, alumni, um, some corporates, uh, and professors, faculty, and administrators all together kind of said, what, you know, let's reinvent the MBA. What should it look like? So that was a first step. But then we went even further. We did a full stakeholder analysis, and we actually um, surveyed and talked to corporate executives. We also, you know, like in many schools, but particularly at DEC, we have a full corporate board. So they yep. advise us as yep. to, like, yep. what does industry want, right? And we try to get a good spread of industry. So we might have Amazon on there, some mm. financial management, might have different, you know, consumer goods, et cetera, different sectors. And uh, there's also a lot of studies done about what are, what are, you know, through GMAC and through some of our organizations, yeah. what are companies expecting? It's interesting when you compare also with things like the future of work from the World Economic Forum, and you look at, so we do the, you know, we do literature reviews, we do board reviews, we do stakeholder analysis and design things. So we're always at EDEC anyway, looking at what does industry want? It's really interesting, the shift that you see like five years yeah. ago absolutely, uh, or 10 years ago, you would see finance, you look at all the hard skills, right? Then we shifted to things like leadership and, uh, you know, this kind of, yeah. and now where it's flattening out. So, so in the top, you know, things, things like, uh, collaboration, yep. uh, communication, critical thinking, problem solving. So these are all very collaborative uh, types of, uh, of skills. And so you, you actually can tell that the, you know, the, the need in business is changing, right? The more and more some of the hard skills I, I, are being I, done I, by I even experts and machines. You know, like I even refuse uh -huh. to call them soft skills. They're not so soft anymore. Like, no, yeah. I know, agree. Like people I agree. call them soft skill, but they're not so soft anymore. Like. The, uh, AI will replace the best developer on the planet in the next 20 years. I'm not exactly. sure AI can yeah. still replace a good leader, right? Like that's, and that's the thing. So, so what we see emerging because it's, you're right, you know, so AI may replace accountants in the future. So we teach accounting in the MBA, right? Yeah. But what we're trying to teach in accounting is solving problems with accounting. And yep. you, you had the accounting course at EDEC and that's always been the case. So we use cases and we throw you in on the deep end and say figure this out from an accounting point of view you know so we're more and more looking at that experiential learning and i'm trying you know and we tried this year for example very exciting we did a, a live case with the director of marketing for l'oreal china wow. and uh, she asked the students to work on repositioning one of the traditional chinese uh, beauty brands and it was so exciting you know just to just to have them work on it and they gave her their ideas and yeah. she walked away with a pocket full of ideas and, and thoughts about, you know, yeah. where this gener generation of yeah. leaders would bring her company. So we're trying to, to move more and more towards that so that it's not as uh, siloed as before as well, yeah. because, you know, used to do finance and marketing and everything was its own subject and it still is, yep. but we're looking for more ways to integrate across those because more and more, you know, future CEOs and future business leaders, they really need 
to be able to integrate these things. And there's no, uh, you know, there's no hierarchy anymore uh, mm -hmm. between, you know, what's more important today. Yep. Uh, technology, marketing, finance, no, they're all important, right? <laughs> and you have to be able to, to see how they interact, how they work together. Absolutely. Okay, so what would you tell the, I'll end with two questions. What would you tell, yeah. what would you tell your students, like me, who would be like with the alumni or the current students, what, how can we help? How can we, do you need information? What is it that you want us to do to make this work for you guys? Ah, it's, a, it's nice of you to say that uh, too quick. So, so one thing is great is, you know, this kind of conversation. Uh, I think it's always inspiring for students to, to see what alumni are up to and to see also your, uh, you, know, the, you know, that you feel strong enough about your school, that you're willing to do something like this is fantastic. And uh, alumni give so much back to the school. And that Absolutely. is probably the thing that makes me get up in the morning to go to work, to be honest with you. It's oh. really, you know, I just got off the virtual fair. I had Valentina uh, from, who's in Berlin. She's from Nigeria. She, uh, she was online to help uh, discuss things with new candidates for the MBAs. Our interviews for the MBA are now all done by alumni, for example. So that's fantastic. I think right now, if I look at like now, the need right now, the classes coming out are facing the toughest job market we've ever seen. Yep. I mean, this makes the financial crisis look like a cake, right? Oh, yeah. So this is 19. <laughs> so this, this is, is 1929. Tough. Yeah. If you're, if yeah. you're a little bit of history, this is 1929. Yeah. So it's. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So it's a tough job market. Uh, jobs are changing. They're going to work remotely. You know, companies are hesitating. Yeah. So I think that probably the biggest thing I would say from a, to alumni is. Don't, you know, if you have something opening up in your company and you think an MBA profile might be right for that, yep. then, then it's, you know, send it over to the school. We'll do our best to send you qualified candidates. We work very, you know, on a talent sourcing basis, this kind of thing. And then even just sharing experience, you know, working with the student clubs and giving them a little bit of inspiration and hope, I would say. I, and, I, you know, I, that it, I connect uh, with everyone on LinkedIn. Like when I see EDIC MBA, great. I don't care. I need, I don't need to have met you, you know, like you're an EDIC MBA yeah. period. Like connect. It's as simple as that. It's you know, answering like, one of the connect. students' email we'll requests, someday. Right? We will meet someday, but just connect. Like all I need to see is EDIC MBA in your, yeah. in your curriculum and that's it, you're connected, right? So exactly, that, and, and, and you know, you've had that feeling when you're kind of at the end of the MBA, it's been an incredible experience. Yeah. And it's like, there you are out in the big wide world, right? So it's good to know you have a community around you. And I think the alumni do an amazing job of that already. So I just say, Great. keep it up. And then also think about opportunities, internships, jobs, projects, you know, today, anything goes. So I think that that's really- Maintain connection. Life spaces, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, we, we can do more and more exciting things now. That's one thing we've gained from COVID is, you know, the last time we had an alumni event, we used to have to fly people in, right? Absolutely. So you could only fly people in from so far, right? I remember when event. I was, a, I remember when yeah. I was uh, there in 2015, 2016, we, we had this, like we had a physical event. Yeah, you had a you live had event. No. In, and I was one of the students who was like, yeah, this is the MBA, this is the class, this is what we do. And, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we do it online. So now we bring in alumni from China, from yep. Latin America, from the States, it's great. So that's been a real benefit of, uh, of being comfortable online and comfortable with remote. Everybody's comfortable with it now. So that's fantastic. Someone might have an interview with Amazon. We just grab an alumni on the line and say, hey, would you mind helping out these uh, students who have interviews? Uh, give them a mock, uh, yep. give them a hand. I think that's probably right now if there's a call 
or help to the alumni would be that. And then for the students, um, I guess it's uh, <laughs> it's a when year I, when you need to you need yeah, to be I patient. Students, right? I mean, students, yeah. current students, or anybody considering an MBA, like basically, like the, anybody new to to this, right? Like not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there, I'd say, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, think long term. Yeah. Uh, be patient in a way. You know, some of the changes that people are trying to make by doing an MBA are huge, you know, mm -hmm. uh, triple jumps and changing, you know, everything, location, position, function, sector, everything. Mm -hmm. So just to think about everything you do in terms of steps, you climb the mountain by taking a first step. And sometimes people think an MBA is a magic wand and you're going to jump uh, to the top no, of the no, mountain. No. So the reality is, and you know it, is that you have to go through the steps. That's where you learn. That's where you grow. That, that's rich. That's, that's a career. Right. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think I think what 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 you're touching on is super important. Patience is basically like how many times like I think of it like an entrepreneur, and I think anybody who's gonna join an MBA program is kind of a thinking in an entrepreneurial way because it's like a business decision, right? And so I would say, yeah, how many yeah. times in your lifetime you will have the world that's literally gonna stop? And I've seen, I've seen people change completely careers. Like I've seen nurses open, uh, I've seen people that have restaurants that are opening something else. Like I've seen nurses that are leaving their practice and, and uh, becoming teachers. I've seen, uh, uh, I've seen school teachers that are now lecturers online, right? So how many yeah. times in your lifetime you'll have the opportunity of like literally the world stopping a little bit? Let's put it this way. I mean, okay, it's a drastic stop nobody wants it but like it stopped like everything is moving a little bit slower right so maybe this this opportunity is to say okay i don't need to go amazon prime in things i can wait right like i don't need to i don't need a fast delivery on everything i can just take a step back and reevaluate what i want to do and the mba is a good i think it's a good opportunity to sit down and think also like yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think an MBA uh, offers the opportunity to take a step back, look at yourself, yep, uh, and and look around you as well. Yeah. And uh, when you're, you know, when your nose down in your job, you don't really always take the time to do that, do you? You're worried about, you know, meeting your targets, and you're worried about, you know, your, you know, what's your next step and this kind of thing. So it does offer you kind of a, a, a kind of a breath of fresh air, right? Because you yeah. can. You can step out and, and it's, you know, it's all about the learning, isn't it? It's, it's learning to learn, yeah. you know, what you learn is going to become obsolete, right? But learning to learn, uh, learning how you learn, like how do you, how do you best learn? Because that's, you know, today with everything changing so quickly, we're just going to have to keep learning the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And I get the feeling that doing an MBA is a chance for you to say, okay, uh, what also learn what you're good at, learn what you need more support in, uh, learn what kinds of environments you want to be in, yeah. you know, though, there's a lot to learn in an MBA and it's, it is, it's very concentrated, but you leave there, you know, fortified and really ready to take anything that someone's going to throw at you yeah. because you've got that um, solidity behind you. You've got that self-confidence yeah. and you've got the ability to say, okay, I know when to be on my guard or to get help. I know what I don't know, yeah. but I also know what I know. What I know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, Sandra, I don't want to keep you more than that. I thank you so much for taking the time for this. It's really a pleasure. It's good to see you after those years. And I haven't properly congratulated you on becoming the director because you weren't the director when I was there. 
but, that's true. But yeah. but I, I texted you on LinkedIn when you got the, the promotion and I just want to direct you, like congratulate you now. I don't think anybody thank deserves you. it more. So congrats. Uh, thank you very much. And, and, you know, just being able to have this chance to chat with you in your living Zoom has been yep. a, a great honor. So I thank you for that. I really do. And, and thanks for your congratulations. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I love this MBA and I will uh, keep it growing for you because, you know, it keeps uh, paying back over time. Yeah, well, use us. We're, you can we're, count on we're me. your eyes and ears on the market. So use us. If you need anything on this, reach out. Perfect. Thanks right. so much. And, and good luck with everything you're doing to fix. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. We're very proud to have you. You're, you've always been our entrepreneurial uh, MBA. So I'm glad I, to see I, that. I can't sit you. still. Like that's yeah. my, my mother even tells me this. It's like, you can't sit still. Like you, you, you have to be doing something. <laughs> so I figured when, when everything stopped, I figured I cannot meet people. So why not reach out to them through their living Zooms and not their <laughs> That's a fantastic right? idea. And that's, yeah. that's been the adventure. So we'll see. Good. All the best to you with that. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks. Thank you for watching this video. I hope it brought you some value. If you would like to engage, please leave a comment in the comment section. You can also click the subscribe button and activate notification to receive the updates on this channel. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.